Our next reading comes from the Gospel according to Matthew. And it is will be the, the scripture upon which I base my um, sermon this morning. Matthew 20, verses 1 through 16, which only Matthew records this parable of God's provision being offered according to a radically different standard. This story of workers' compensation invites trust that there will be enough in God's economy to meet everyone's needs. In most Bibles, the editor has titled this Laborers in the Vineyard. Matthew 20, verse 1. For the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for a denarius a day, he, he, sent, he sent them out into the vineyard. And going out about the third hour, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And to them he said, You, go into the vineyard too, and whatever is right I will give you. So they went. Going out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour, he did the same. And about the eleventh hour, which is closing in on sundown, he went out and found others standing. And he said to them, why do you stand here idle all day? They said to him, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you, go into the vineyard too. And when the evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to the foreman, call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last up to the first. And when those hired about the eleventh hour came, each of them received a denarius. Now, when those hired first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received a denarius. And on receiving it, they grumbled at the master of the house, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day in the scorching heat. But he replied to them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last worker as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So the question for the day is, have you been first? Have you been first? About five or six years ago, that's six years ago, there's a billionaire in Texas by the name of Jeffrey Hildebrand who is, he and his, his wife own the Hillcorp, which is an oil company. And in 2014, he gave each of his 1,381 employees a $100 holiday, $100,000 holiday bonus. So each of his 1,381 employees received a $100,000 holiday bonus. Wow. I can't imagine what those conversations were at home. But the reward came from the company doubling its oil output between the years 2010 and 14. And it was during a time of downturn. Oil was not selling very well at the time. And so, in actuality though, the amounts given to the employees were prorated according to the year's work over the previous five years. Yes, the Hillcorp employees received a generous bonus. But those there the longest first received more than those there last. And I have a feeling most of the employees thought that this was fair. 
Most of the employees thought this was fair. It was, it was the way of the world. It's the way we think. It's the way, you know, if you put in your time, you feel like, rationally, that we deserve more. And those who have just come along, you know. But it's not the way God does things. God in Scripture is known as gracious, as it said in Psalm 116. Gracious is the Lord. To that point, Jesus tells the parable of the laborers in the, villa, in the vineyard. And as an aside, as, as, as people have studied these passages, there are brilliant Bible scholars that sit around and talk about this stuff. It's, not, it's the kind of stuff that for some of us, if you read it late at night, you're going to go to sleep. But what it is, is that they studied the words of the Greek text. And they, what they were hoping to find is, where are those passages that Jesus most likely said himself and where are those passages where they were remembered well and where are those passages that were inserted later so like the ending of Mark is thought to have been inserted later because it kind of wraps up and finishes Mark so if you were to take off the last verses of Mark it's like it just ends and so somebody unknown to us added the verses that bring Mark to a close um, but in this case this parable they say, this must be Jesus' teachings. This must have come out of his mouth. And the reason they say that is because Jesus' teachings were always at odds with the understanding of the world. Jesus' teachings are, were always at odds with the understanding of the world, which is the world understands if you don't do your time, you don't deserve it. You know, if you haven't spent time in the seat, you don't deserve the degree. If you haven't, uh, have you, if you haven't worked your years, you don't reserve, deserve your retirement. You know, so see, but it goes there. Jesus is saying, "Oh no, oh no!" And as you heard the story, it's like, it's like, and it, it, it's God's kingdom, and like it was the master's vineyard, and just like Hildebrand, God can grant entrance to whomever God pleases, like Jeffrey Hildebrand granted bonuses to whoever he pleased. He came up with a formula. That's grace. That's grace. Billy Graham shared an example of grace out of his youth. You know, Billy Graham, bless his heart, is not with us. But Billy Graham was driving through a small southern town. And he was stopped by a policeman and charged with speeding. Imagine that. Graham admitted his guilt, but was told by the officer that he would have to appear in court. Well, in court, the judge asked of Billy Graham. He hadn't recognized him yet. He said, guilty? or not guilty. When Graham pleaded guilty, the judge replied, that'll be $10. A dollar for every mile you went over the limit. Huh, that was a long time ago. I wish it was today. So, suddenly the judge recognized the famous minister and he reminded him, you have violated the law, Mr. Graham. The fine must be paid. But, I'm going to pay the fine. He took a $10 bill from his own wallet, attached it to the ticket, and then took Graham out and bought him a steak dinner. That, Billy Graham said, is how God treats repentant sinners. In other words, I'm going to pay your fine, and we're going to have a party. We're going to have dinner together. That's our God. Just like it was the judge's jurisdiction to make that decision. It's God's jurisdiction to admit and to reward or to pay or to celebrate with whoever God pleases. 
Have you been first? Have you been first? What does that look like? What does being first look like? Have you been that most tenured employee? Have you ever been the most tenured employee? Or how about, have you had the most children, the most grandchildren, and they're all going to church? That's like a badge of Christianity. Yeah, I've got grandchildren and great-grandchildren, they go to church. You can tell them from the South. You've attained every degree you've ever attempted or every certification you've ever attempted. Or you're on top of your church and you're looked up by everyone in the congregation. Almost. You know you're saved and the kingdom of heaven is yours. And well, it is. It is. It is. If you're, if you're first, the kingdom of heaven is yours. Yeah. It is. You're, you're God's child. child. You know, however, there's, there's someone you haven't yet met. Someone who has yet to go to church. Someone who does not know Jesus right now. Someone who is living a wild life having a wonderful time with reckless abandon but 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 the day is coming when that ne'er-do-well accepts Jesus Christ as his or her Lord and Savior yep they will and they will get in and stand right beside you and me that is grace and best described by Dwight Lyman Moody, who died years ago. He said, Grace isn't that little prayer you chant before receiving a meal. It's a way to live. The law tells me, said Dwight, the law tells me how crooked I am. And grace comes along and straightens me out. It's said, not by Dwight Lyman, but it said, none of us deserve God's grace. All of us receive it. It is hard to watch other people get ahead, you know. It is hard to watch other people get ahead, you know. Just like this morning, I'm going to, later this day, I'm going to watch some televangelist on TV. I'm going to think, I was standing out under a pavilion. And everybody I look at has a coat on. And there he is, standing there in a heated auditorium in Texas. You know, the last will be first and the first will be last. Even though we often know better and we often think someone who has been an active Christian in all of his or her life is someone more deserving of God's love and care than someone who's new to the faith. But God has a different idea. And I'll say it one more time. None of us deserve God's grace. All of us receive it. If you're first, enjoy it. You're in. If you're last, you're good. You're good by God. Let us pray. Dear Lord, as we consider that it is your kingdom, it is your congregation, it is your church, it is your people. We are your people. And no matter if we've been in here since uh, we were born or whether we're, we've yet to show up, we've yet to darken the door, it's your call. And my prayer is that we, indeed, conduct ourselves a little bit better than the people of the vineyard. And rather than grumble, have a party. Rather than complain that we should have gotten more, celebrate those who are just finding out 
the glorious life of being in the body of Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.